the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. So hello, and welcome to episode 11 of That's a Shame. I am Declan. And I'm Isaac. We're over the hill of episode 10 now. I feel like we're out of the shadow of our first milestone. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, Three. Yeah. I mean, again, this is technically episode 12. So all a lie. Pretense. That's not wrong. Facade. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's important. It is important. I think we just, the shackles have come off. We've no longer got to like gaze at that episode 10 milestone because no one gives a fuck about any milestones now until we're at 100. No. And that's going to be what? Four, five years. Imagine people people try and what make uh make twenty five a, a milestone, and I just it feels sad, doesn't it? Don't bother, guys. It's like anyone celebrating their twenty seventh wedding anniversary. Yeah, who cares? What is even the? You know they have like special things for oh, each yeah. anniversary, and they go from really good like platinum to really bad like ceramic. Yeah. Here you go, darling. It's ceramic. I think early year, on, so it's got really like... Plate. It's like paper or something, like, really. Early yeah, on. I think the first one's paper. Well, that's just... That's not a gift. Uh, a- not a good one, no. The second year... So, first year's paper. The second year is cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably an increase there. But there's also on this website... Because, obviously, they're all made up. Oh, yeah. Ultimately. So, this one has the traditional theme, is paper. But the modern theme for year one is actually Declan clocks right well so, fuck off <laughs> what's who why what there's so much there because i guess it's the first time you've ever had to as a couple remember the date that something happened you'd just be like god it's been a year and you're getting and that, been able to tell that without clocks. and you're getting that date from the clock are you yeah the you know the old date clocks right okay. um year two the modern theme the original theme like i said was cotton the modern theme is china hard to know if that's a country or yeah country-based gift <laughs> a trip there but yeah, episode 11, it has a certain, uh, like I say, a freed vibe to it. I feel like we've hmm. settled into the format yeah. in the loosest possible oh, sense. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, possibly even looser than that. And we're I just feel like we have to, less structure. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I think we're more confident with that lack of structure. Yeah. Like children running around a big empty hall at a hideout birthday party after the clown's gone home. Thank that kind goodness. of <laughs> horrible <laughs> paedophile clown. <laughs> that kind of sad waiting for mum to finish talking. Not enough yeah. balloons left for everyone. Someone's hurriedly like shoving bits of old cake into napkins. <laughs> there's only as a party like, gag. There's only the shit flavors of Capri Sun left. <laughs> there's the like three bouncy balls left at the box of fifty that don't actually bounce, <laughs> but just hit the ground like a marble. <laughs> Tragic. But yeah, that's episode 11. That's where we are. It's going to be a hell of a show. We've got all kinds of things to talk about. We should mention at the start of this episode, I think, that the next three or possibly four are going to be more succinct than we're used to. Uh, Tell people why that is. Oh, yeah. Well, because we're both, I was going to say verbose, but what I mean is we're both quite like the sound of our own voices that's the one um and wouldn't you if you sounded like this <laughs> we uh we, <laughs> that's you know tas <laughs> shamed us with your complaints we uh we've run over our projected episode length considerably um and every... we never really talked about what that was going to be no but what we there's never been like a strong notion but what we forgot was that we're somewhat constrained by how much time we have on the site that allows us to record this um yeah. and that's 10 hours a month 
which <laughs> which leaves us with a measly three and a half hours to do four episodes. Yeah. And if, like me, you've got an A in A-level maths, uh, <laughs> yeah, just dropping just, the score there. <laughs> just throwing that out. Um, you'll know that uh, that means less than an hour for each one. Pretty much, yeah. I think you could have got that even with a B in A-level maths. You might have been able to I don't know. discern that. I don't know. But yeah, we're going to try and keep it because we, I don't know, maybe get in touch with some feedback on this because at the moment our approach to length is we kind of run the episode until we feel like we reach a conclusion. One of us has to go and eat. Yeah, that's a major thing. It's less, uh, I don't know, and I think that's the right way to do it because there's no severe content restriction. It's not like we're delivering 10 news headlines and then fucking off. No. So it could be, it like it could be 20 minutes one week. It could be two hours like we've come what's the longest we've done so far hour and 40 40 around that yeah Yeah, i think think episode four was about an hour and so we're going to experiment with the form we're kind of i'm quite looking forward to a few episodes that are a bit more i don't know focused is the wrong word because already we've eschewed anything that could reasonably be considered focused but snappy yeah it's got a paciness to it yeah exactly and we'll see how it goes i think i think it could work Um, i think if we do a particularly short one it might be nice to to have a sort of brief special i've no idea what for yeah. or about but uh but yeah have a yeah, think why not isaac <laughs> let's get into it then i think we should start the show by uh you know how some people leave all their plugs to the end let's just get them out of the okay way. yeah that's probably and best then also do them at the end we want to just <laughs> remind people that it's been only a matter of days now since the launch triumphant uh spectacular quite a sight to see of shame.city our internet home and uh, how do you feel that's gone, Declan? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I think it's uh, yeah. I think it's a very sexy website. It's nice that we exist online. Well done. I would say so. The dog's there. Oh, he's, our faces. Are he's there. all over the gaff. Incorrigible little creature. He, <laughs> he really is. Uh, um, and with shame.city, of course, we have a new email address: tas at shame.city, at which you know, like, email about length of shows. We'd like to hear what works well for you. How long's your commute? How long can you stand to listen? What's the shortest you'd allow? TAS at shame.city for all that. Twitter uh, as well, Declan. Yep. Yeah, so uh, we we haven't changed our Twitter. That's still the same. At that's a shame cast. Uh-huh. Uh, and obviously Isaac at Isaac BD and myself at Cynical Declan. Uh, of course. We'll be putting out at some point maybe tweets. <laughs> we've sort of uh, dropped <laughs> off on that a little bit of, of late where we've been quite busy with some of the bigger stuff. But uh, we'll be back on the uh, on the horse soon. It's going to be devastatingly exciting, especially because you're coming over to Isaac's house. I am. That's, that being me, uh, for the general election. I'm very much looking Should forward to it. Should we talk about that a bit? Yeah, go on then. This is the only episode we'll do before it happens, isn't it? Yeah. So this, is the, this could be the last time we ever kind of exist in that semi-optimistic uh, netherworld between knowledge and hope, where... In how many days' time now? In two days' time, really, yeah. we could have confirmed a uh, slightly less horrible government than we currently have. You're a betting man. Yeah. Are you going to place any any bets on the election? Uh, I don't know. I might do, but not much. I mean, the last year hasn't been uh, particularly good for political betting, True. as it were. Um, Although, in a way, that is quite good, because then you just bet the opposite of anticipated and walk away with eight million pounds <laughs> well there we go i i, I assume that's why uh I think i've solved you betting. presented me with that uh that betting slip of 
your life savings on uh, on a Labour majority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, the Conservatives will win. Yeah, that's my prediction as well. But I, it's whether or not they have an increased, a slightly increased or a decreased majority. What's your uh, initial sense? I think that they will probably have a slightly increased majority. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm betting slightly decreased, but oh. very, not by much. I'm thinking I mean, like I'm... two seats. Oh, right. Oh, I see. <laughs> Something um, really bad. I'm thinking half an armrest. The, I mean, the thing is, is that it's it's one of those things where, as a as a Labour supporter or Labour voter, I think anything other than enormous landslide at this point mm-hmm. is in part a victory. Yeah, it counts for something, I suppose. Although there's the argument that, like, well kind of whatever happens given that labor just aren't going to win i hope no. if they do now i'll listen back to this and be like what an idiot <laughs> yeah past Isaac. absolute fools um it could like dismantle the left wing for another five years or something and it could be that the next iteration of the labor party that competes is kind of more centrist again. which i mean would be a shame yeah i'd be upset by it we'd uh we i mean we could talk about it on the show at least It'd be That's fitting. true. <laughs> it would be. It would give us plenty of content for another <laughs> half decade. So wow, the strap si- in si- silver lining, abject <laughs> poverty, the long but, but comedy gold. <laughs> if you like five hours of material on food banks every week, you'll love Theresa May's new government. It's gonna be big. But yeah, maybe we'll be proven wrong. Maybe. Either way, the only certainty is that there'll be a lot of drunk tweeting. Yeah, at that's a shame cast, as Declan said. And that's something something we can all get behind. Yeah, Uh, it also means, of course, that the next episode or two, perhaps, we'll be recording in person. Yes. Add something, take something away. What it adds is a a speed, a kind of in-sync quality. What it takes away is is sound quality, because we're both on the same mic. And it takes away exactly one microphone. Uh, 100% of that is is gone. Um... (laughs) Not not necessarily worse. The Downs episode was kind of hard to hear at points, but sorry about that, guys. We try our best consistently. We got the bubble wrap out. To do so. We did everything we could. Yeah, exactly. Like, what more <laughs> do you think we, we can do for you? The other... But yeah, that's kind of the housekeeping stuff. Uh, well, the other thing is the contest as well. We should probably throw in there mm. as well. Um, Good point. Pop on to shame.city slash contest. There's about a mm-hmm. hundred different ways to enter. So many. Probably an exaggeration, but, you know... There, there are lots Still of ways. Several. Just take just it. What you want I'm just today. trying to get the vibe up. Win what do you want? A customised, handmade t-shirt. These are limited edition. So limited that they don't actually exist currently. No. Nor have we even <laughs> begun to think about what they'll look like. Although... But maybe you can have some input. Although, here's the good news. I found that I did not throw away all that gold and <gasps> glitter and, uh, and those sponge brushes. So what you're saying is they're going to be gold glitter and sponge brush yeah. based handmade <laughs> t-shirts. And that we've saved ourselves a quid. <laughs> yes. And if that's not fashionable in 2017, then count me out of this whole year. Fucking nonsense. So yeah, sign up on there. Shamed of City slash contest. And that now, I think, concludes our housekeeping. I wouldn't do it- a second more. No. Apart from at the end where we will say all of this again, but oh, much yeah. faster. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've planned out what it is. So Declan, do you have a... Uh, well, you were on holiday in Ireland, let's get into that. And we omitted to even touch on it more than about a second. 
in episode 10. Well, we, I mean, we had to hear about your escape room. And, uh, which we was did. Frankly... I left something off the escape room. Oh, go on. I wanted to just tell you about now. It was actually the first thing I meant to say. That's all right. You can have the, another the, episode all to yourself. When you signed up. <laughs> <laughs> episode 10.5, guys. Welcome <laughs> aboard. When you first uh, paid for it, because I didn't find this out until afterwards, because I didn't. Jacob booked it. They sent him an email that said the following. The room, room is capitalized here, will test your physical and mental abilities. You will need to be able to crawl on your hands and knees. Be sure to have any glasses or other aids you might need with you. We should, I mean, I'll leave that there. If you're asthmatic, we'd advise bringing your inhaler. Then all in caps, you do not need any tools. <laughs> and what I wonder about that sentence is just what kind of black and decker bumper kit have people been bringing to this escape room i imagine like don't worry love i've got the store someone coming on as like fix it felix from uh from Ralph, like tool <laughs> belt on hard hat just ready to breaking into the airbnb <laughs> next door very much eschewing the eschewing eschewing the puzzle element of the escape the room only puzzle really is which wall to start smashing down first <laughs> yes. it well, also the good. last sentence has a great use of the word need you need not be under the influence of alcohol, it says. It's like, you don't, you don't have to. But, I mean, but we've put it here to imply help. that maybe you should. <laughs> It'll make the hour fly by if you haven't got the tools. Well, that's, yeah, that's a, my only escape room follow-up. That's a good segue because uh, alcohol is a, is a big theme of this uh, stint about my holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not you stereotyping Ireland, of course. Uh, no, what well, is in part, I suppose. Oh no, it is okay. But uh, but one Just I think to clarify. One I think that seemingly most of them flock to. Well, it's a good one. To have. Yeah, and you know, I've got Irish blood. I'm allowed to say that. Mm-hmm. Which Do doesn't you mean doesn't... you're Irish, or you've got in a little. <laughs> well, I was going to say you're that it, by the police. It sounds a bit like a mildly less offensive version of all of my friends are black. <laughs> so. I've got a black friend. I've yeah, got, it's, uh, yeah, if you've got an Irish friend, you can, of course, stereotype an entire nation as alcoholic. Well, I've got an Irish family, so I'm, and and they're all yeah, drunks. Fine, <laughs> and they're yeah, <laughs> shamed up city. If you want to get in touch with Declan about that, um, carry on. So to save money, uh, as ever, we have you've you've heard about my father and our frugal ways abroad uh, <laughs> before. Um, we. We flew Ryanair first of all, but we opted for the the randomised seats. Uh, so we were spread out. <laughs> well, because oh, I see. It, you have to pay to pick your seat, as it were. Right. Okay. So we said no. We'll take whichever one you give us. Um, Do you think when that happens, in an effort to kind of push people towards not going for that, they have a like a program that actively separates families absolutely. as far apart as absolutely. possible? Absolutely, they one hundred percent vindictive do that right because you could book four seats together at the time, but yeah. we were all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> one of you was in the, the luggage rack. I was literally the back row of the plane. It was Ooh, actually pretty great. That's the party bus. But I was uh, I was sat next to what I will describe as an inordinately attractive woman okay. who turned out to be from Indiana. Um, oh. And this was, she, she and her friend had also opted for the randomized seats. Mm-hmm. So they were, so her friend was on another were, flight. Yeah. <laughs> they were on the last leg of uh, a kind of tour around Europe. Mm-hmm. So they'd been to all of the classics, Amsterdam, Prague, yep. Berlin, oh. London, oh. What a trip. Dublin. So they were on their way. 
<laughs> it just sounds stupid, doesn't it? Slough. As a city. <laughs> so uh, I, we started talking, and um, we were talking a lot about drink. I don't know why. I think it just comes up naturally. Oh, no, that was why. Because yeah. I asked her if she had any plans for while they were in Dublin. And she said, uh, yeah, we're doing the Guinness factory at 12.30 and the Jameson's one at 3. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> so I was that's like, bold. That's the way to see Ireland. That's hilarious. So we were, we were talking about drink and we were talking about sort of differing university experiences. Because um, she'd been to... Because of the drinking age. Uh I don't think that that had really come into play oh, <laughs> in Indiana, <fairness>. but uh, <laughs> no one's checking. No, seemingly not, because we, she went to an in-state university, and uh, which apparently is makes a double the difference in price. Wow, twenty thousand dollars in-state or forty thousand out of state per year, mm-hmm. which is just oh, yeah. sickening madness. But. Uh, it seems that the the flip side of that was preposterously cheap alcohol. Uh-huh, because it's subsidised by 30 grand per person. Yeah, exactly. So Amazing offer. So, I, I mean, I was... I I thought that I was telling quite a cool story about our uh, our Disney nights and all of our functions that oh. we ran in V-Bar for free booze. And then she, uh, she was talking about all the various deals that some of the college bars and the city bars had. And they were, you know, most of them were sort of recognisable things, dollar shots on Mondays and this. And then she said, uh, quarter bottle Tuesdays. And it didn't kind of register with me at the time what on earth that meant, what a quarter of a bottle of what. And uh, when I asked, it turned out it was a quarter for a bottle. What? 25 cents? 25 cents for a bottle of beer. For a bottle of what? For a bottle of beer. I said... I what a country. I said I simply wouldn't have lived. No, I'd be dead <laughs> like, within the first, one of those the quarters. first Tuesday, that would have been it. 4am, policeman knocking on mum and dad's <laughs> door, hat over his heart. <laughs> Carrying a big barrel of bo- <laughs> yeah. like, bottles behind him. Like, clinking could you imagine? I just don't know how you uh, have the maturity at university t- to approach 25 cent beer bottles with anything but the kind of a attitude you'd have as like a 10 year old yeah. walking into a sherbet factory well because a, a, someone that i have told this to since said oh wow that's that's amazing like four quid would do you for the night and oh, no. and i just can't stop and no uh, this is the thing is that I, and i don't know if it's a facet of people who are quite poor like myself <laughs> but mm. i really cannot control my spending in that sort of way i don't see it as i'm getting it for cheaper i see it as i can get so much more yeah exactly. for exactly so the same 30 price quid for a night will go further. <laughs> yeah, exactly like i used to in first year of university i used to do shops at aldi for food and yeah. i'd go, go with like 30 quid i'd literally fill up an enormous suitcase filled with and i was catered as well so god knows why but it was like food beer snacks all of this and bring it back it would be an absolute mountain of stuff it still only lasts me the week like Mm. (laughs) which isn't the point but uh i just thought as well 30 so if if like i used to take out 30 quid if it was like a night out yeah so if you take off like willow entry let's call it a fiver that's a hundred bottles of beer i could have bought yep from my remaining 25 pounds that was just madness 
how quickly can we relocate the podcast <laughs> to th- this exact university campus? Purdue University, Indiana. I, I yeah. mean, almost immediately. It doesn't For matter. Just the low, low price. Well, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, grand a day. It doesn't really matter what it costs us because we recuperate our losses <laughs> in yeah, bottled beer. Yeah, I feel like beer. it's like sunken cost fallacy. Yeah. We'd, we'd invest so much money in into something else that we might as well just stay there and make it back. Yeah. So oh, that's that experience. sorted. Um, the other strange thing that uh, that she mentioned, which is just an aside, um, what is Indiana particularly good for farming? Do you think? Um, her family work go with her family work corn. quote big in agriculture. Okay. Um, so, what do you think? It's the perfect conditions for farming. I'll give you five guesses. Well, my first guess was corn. No. My next guess is going to be courgette. Uh, no. Closer. Okay. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, some kind of marrow. Uh, no. Um, mm. Close to a courgette, but not not even worth mentioning the distance well, between well, it and a marrow. Well, no. Well, it was clo- closer to courgette than corn. Okay. And that's not, a le- that's not like a semantic thing, because they both have similar letters. No. Corn. Okay. Uh, cucumber. I can't imagine a cucumber living in nope. what I imagine the climate of Indiana to be. So, one last guess. Okay, I'm going to go off-piste. I'm going to go clouds. <laughs> Correct! It's clouds! Oh, it. No. The famous close-to-courgette cloud. Watermelon. Really? In Indiana? Yep. That's funny, because I only associate it with tropical things. Yeah, I know. I, was, I said to her, you may as well have said bananas. Like, I can't yeah. tell you how far down my list of guesses that would have been. I don't think I'm ever going to make eye contact with a watermelon and think the same way about <laughs> no. it. Again, because when I look at it, I think, God, the journey you've had <laughs> coming all the way from the Caribbean and that lifestyle to sit in some sad street market in Lewisham. Yep. But now I don't give a fuck, because no. it was drinking 25-cent beers. And it's laughing at me. I'm going to buy that watermelon and smash it <laughs> into, into hell. absolute smithereens. <laughs> With beer bottles that I'll ironically crash into its flesh. <laughs> so we landed... I don't really like watermelons anyway. So they can keep them. Yeah, they can fuck off. <laughs> so we landed, um, and the place we were staying was really nice. It was just a sort of little peninsula about half hour north of Dublin. <laughs> um, but essentially, there is nothing to do there except drink. And uh, and so from pretty much, I don't know, one o'clock in the afternoon each day, that was it. <laughs> Just yeah. in the pub, having what a drink. A Had my first Guinness in over a year. Oh, yeah. How was that? Absolutely phenomenal. Because mm, people will be quick to tell you that it would be an acquired retaste because lots of people just don't like Guinness, but well, pretend to. Those people are incorrect. They are wrong, aren't they? Because um, it is great. So, uh, but I, I, I remember... I, it must have been after pint five or six. I think mm-hmm. messaging was it you or was it you and Dange just yeah, being like being like guys, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> have, you, have you heard of this Guinness? <laughs> it's going to really take off. It's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> Invest. Yeah. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. So, uh, so yeah, no, that was good. But but the what the holiday did bring about was my first. Well, not only my Living my re- yeah, my 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 first reintroduction to all day drinking. First of all, yes, which was always a which is of a very different and ineffable kind of qualitative change from night drinking. There's something very yeah. particular about the kind of drunk you get. 
daydreaming yeah. to thank you when you're at. And it was good. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The first couple of days, I was absolutely fine. The third day was uh, probably my first experience of being really properly drunk again. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least being conscious of it. Because I, I've always been a bit of a a, a marathon drinker. In that I drink mm-hmm. not necessarily quickly, but at one consistent pace for the yes. entire evening. And what it means Slow is that I'm... wins the race. Yeah. But what it normally means... the race here is <laughs> to the finish line of... <laughs> Unconsciousness. <laughs> of lying in your own sick in someone else's garden. But I, I tend to be like a tipsy, but not drunk for a long time. And then I have yeah, like... Yeah, you maintain a certain level. Then I have one sip and I'm fucked. <laughs> like, right. I just tips over the edge and that's the it. The camel's back. And I remember like going... I remember this moment standing in the bar, toilets, looking at myself in the mirror and (laughs) and trying to figure out if I, if I was standing up straight or if I was leaning. (laughs) That's only a thought you have when, when pissed. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sure, is it that my head's straight, but my body's leaning or my body's straight, my head's leaning. And I sort of like for about five minutes, just doing these little, tilts like i was doing the world's oh, slowest photo shoot for for the world's <laughs> drunkest man um and it was and it, it was because i spoke i think on one of the previous podcasts about how i really enjoyed returning that first night to that kind of light-headed buzz yeah. that you have a drink and and this was kind of just the wrong side of that fence where light-headed means I'm not entirely sure whether I'm falling or not. <laughs> yeah, at any given moment. Yeah, so it could be one second before the ground yeah. slaps you in the cheek. <laughs> so it was quite, uh, it was quite interesting to to have that again and and to try and figure out. Well, it's only fucking five thirty p.m. <laughs> what, what am I going to do for the next six hours? <laughs> uh, well, that, that's only one thing to do, and it was commit, embrace. <laughs> well, I, I guess there are two things. Then you can either commit to going hard. Or you can ease off and experience the joy that is a double uh, drink sober, drink sober state in one day, which I always enjoy. Well, because you get to experience like the come down and then bringing back, like easing yeah, back into it. I think my, um, I think my fear was that I would go straight to early hangover, <laughs> early <laughs> and then, uh, and that, and that's just the, a great way to ruin a night. Yeah, mirrors though. It's int- I kind of expected that you were going to go somewhere with mirrors. They are there are two sort of uh, hallmarks that I look for in assessing my own drunkenness, and one is that moment. If you this only works in certain scenarios, but if you're in a pub usually and have been drinking, the first time you stand up for a while, there's that like five seconds of kind of assessing. It's like you have to externalize your own body yeah. and kind of stand back from yourself and just run a little checklist of, okay, focusing not as quickly as I'd love you to there, eyes. <laughs> uh, little stumble on the left foot. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. But... <laughs> I mean, you, look, you've showed up. That's more than we can say for the knees. Those guys buckled on the first sign of vodka shots. So there's that moment, which is always enjoyable. And then, like you say, mirrors. There's something... You can see it in other people as well, like in the bathroom. Yeah. 
people when they're washing their hands they'll look up and have this really weird long intense eye contact with themselves and i i wonder if that's a kind of universal human thing like you know the mirror test where you kind of establish some base level of intelligence of animals yeah if they can discern that a mirror is themselves reflected rather than another creature yeah i think it's something like that all right i'm not a biologist whatever and um i wonder if there is something about a, a level of drunkenness you can reach at which we kind of begin to slip under the bar of that basic animal <laughs> intelligence <laughs> start to see it as some kind of intimidating slightly sneering other doppelganger <laughs> that is uh, out to get us yeah yeah i i mean i i think it must be uh, because i mean if we we both have that experience and, and we've all seen people in in the uh, in the toilets of pubs and clubs and whatnot standing mm. there holding it's on it's like an iconic hold, yeah holding moment in film and stuff holding on to the sink for dear life yeah. splashing a bit of water on the face as if that <laughs> is a cute sort of <laughs> some sort of panacea that just as if cute. it doesn't just make you look like you're now drunk and crying <laughs> <laughs> sweating profusely <laughs> from the face pores mm. but it was also uh, it was also quite a nice experience of drunkenness most of it um, as a holiday mm-hmm. I, one of my favorite things is kind of drunken games like when you get back from somewhere everyone's a bit tipsy uh some some people are kind of on the come down some people are still drinking oh they're the best um and i i'd brought along for this specific purpose one of my favorite games to play with people especially if they've been drinking um, called the Risk. name <laughs> Chess. Come on, guys. <laughs> Line up. Start conquering Latvia. Uh, Everyone got eight hours free. <laughs> Sick. It's just <laughs> just Ludo. <laughs> it, all the fun is One being drunk. <laughs> but it's it's uh, no, it's called the Name Game. I, okay. I can't remember if I played it with you. I've certainly played it with Toby, mm. which is. Uh, listeners don't really know Toby, but they will. They will. <laughs> and, you'll uh, come to know Toby. It's and he'll it's, come to know you. It's incredible to play with him because he gets so angry both with you and himself <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> but the basic premise is um, that you have a, a a box of cards, and on the right. card is written the name of a celebrity, and beneath that a series of words that you're not allowed to use to describe them. And your job is okay. to describe this celebrity to everybody else. So it's, it's like articulate, yeah, but only for people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, before uh, before this holiday, my favourite experience of playing this game was playing with my girlfriend and her parents. And her dad once spent his entire two minute turn failing to describe one card, <laughs> and uh, he was, you know, he he was sort of like staring. He was face screwed up trying to remember details which is essentially the derigueur pose for anyone playing yeah. this game uh and he's like oh he's uh he's in films he's uh oh Ooh, what is uh, um dark dark hair uh quite long dark hair oh god what is the oh and that was and that was it for <laughs> that was it for two minutes and he went oh no can't do it and he threw the card down i picked it up it was danny devito 
Ah, wrong. <laughs> and what a, a distinguishable person as well. There are so many specific to Danny features. You could have like, he, he was like, oh, it said you couldn't say short. I was like, but there are, other, there are other synonyms. Yeah. <laughs> so many. One oh, inch off a dwarf. Yeah. I was like, when, when did he have long hair? He said, when he played the penguin. I was like, well, that's not him. Always wears a dinner jacket. Uh, friends with Batman. Pointy nose. <laughs> Waddling all over the fucking gaff. Oh dear. But, uh, this, uh, this particular, um, round brought up some, uh, some more highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, my two favorites, uh, I'll mention the, uh, <clears throat> the, the political one first, given that we've, uh, we're coming up to election time. Yes. Topical. One of, uh, my dad's cousins, cause we were there with two of my dad's cousins and, uh, one of them, he's a staunch labor man. Um, mm-hmm. he's a uh, sort of like ex lecturer in sociology. I think he is at the university of Leeds or something. Mm-hmm. He's got this wonderful kind of baritone voice uh, that mm-hmm. only gets sexier as he gets drunk like uh, and he he picked up his card and he was sort of staring at it for a while and he said uh uh, okay um lawyer uh she was married to uh a a leader of a leader of a country a a politician and my mom went oh um uh, uh sherry blair and there was a silence for about five seconds as he just stared at her over his glasses and then just went, you watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was so perfect. I was like, yes. I just sort of piped in going, is it Michelle Obama? Yes. <laughs> like, poor mum. <laughs> it was such wow, a, it was a good guess. <laughs> but, yeah. but don't you dare. <laughs> mention, don't mention the Blairs yeah. to a Labour man. But, uh, my dad's other cousin Shay had what has become my new favourite moment of the game, where he uh, he picked up his card and he he did. I think it's something that is unique to people once they get past fifty playing any kind of game like this, which mm-hmm. is that they forget that there's a time limit, that they forget that the whole like. Even if you're shouting nonsense, like the more information you give, the yeah, easier it is. Thing, is it? Silence for twenty <laughs> seconds. Silence Good. for twenty seconds. Looking at looking at this card, and then he uh, and then he just threw it down and went, "No, I don't know them. I don't know them." And then he sort of moved on to his next card, and he was reading it for about five seconds, and then he looked up. He went, "What? Well, no, I mean, I I do know them. I just don't like them." <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same. Oh, you, Just refused you, to engage with them. You could still. You didn't want to spread their no. name any further than it already had to be spread. Well, you could still do. It. No, no. Nah. I'll move on. Nah, <laughs> Just I'm not move be on. Doing that. And it was who I, was it? Did I, you can't re- I can't Danny remember. Danny DeVito. It was, it was someone so inoffensive. Like I think it was like <laughs> Will Ferrell Pat or something. Butcher. Like, well, why? <laughs> oh. Why have you suddenly like you know got a vendetta against him? But it's always that is uh, a, it's always fun. I might bring it it's down. A good game. We can do. Yeah, uh, why not? We could do a couple. A little feature. Imagine. Oh, an on-air one. Yeah. That would be interesting. That would be a shame, as we like Yeah, exactly. A, a we should talk a bit, because it's kind of organically emerged, about um, a, a classic, I'd say the classic, drinking game that we 
barreled into many a setting oh, in yeah. our time together, which is, of course, paranoia. What Tell people about that. A fantastic game. Uh, if you love infighting, your friends, it's the wrong game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you, however, love infighting, yeah, cattiness, jealousy. Uh, <laughs> Awkward silences <laughs> and that, you know, that look where people, it's a really specific and hard to emulate. Cause I was just watching certainly, a show someone has to certainly it. over the air. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, everyone I think will be able to picture it. It's, there's a kind of, um, there's a, a level at which you can insult someone and it's quite a profound insult. It's something that will stick with them and you can see that in their face but at the same time it's not necessarily enough and in the case of paranoia the situation has been built around enabling that level of attack <laughs> and there's a, a kind of smile yeah i was gonna say it's, it's, it's smile. it borders on the grimace and the cheeks go red and it's like there is there is no etiquette as to how to respond no to paranoia and that is why i love no it because yeah more than all other games the entire premise is that you've agreed to sub yeah. to subject yourself to this so you've, yeah, you've more or less agreed yeah sometimes <laughs> agreement here is just not leaving the table <laughs> sometimes it's just being within 50 yards of us at any given uh, bar. Well, yeah exactly like being brought along by a friend who knows yeah. everyone else there because we i mean we've tr we've we've implemented this game a fair few times we've also had people very boring people admittedly uh, dreadful idiots ruin it for us saying flat out refused we, it got shut down didn't yeah. it in one of our attempts saying they don't want an authority figure they don't want to the government offend anyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> Theresa May came along I got a cease and desist from Mrs May's office within one second Amber so Rudd. let's explain <clears throat> yeah she's not having any of it she shut it down like that speech by Saudi Arabia let's uh, topical bit of uh, reference there lads let's explain the premise so it's the name is so perfect yeah. because it really um it both captures and also understates the essential feeling that the game will evoke yeah so and it's based around the premise that uh you want to know who is bitching about you it's based yeah. around the fact that you can't deny yourself the opportunity to find out what other people think of you so the basic to your function, own, even if it's to your own yeah discredit the basic function of the game is that imagine you're sat in a circle of people or a square uh, we're inclusive any geometric two-dimensional shape you could care to think of so one person begins as uh as the instigator of the game let's say yeah there's no name for it because it's a kind no. of game that has not bothered with any of that bullshit, very free form like, yeah much like this podcast oh. so we this said instigator turns to someone in the group, probably the person next to them, and whispers yep. to them a question. Now, the question comes in the form of who something, who yeah. is, etc. Uh, not a factual question, an opinion-based question. Uh -huh. And whilst they whisper the question to the person, they must answer with the name of somebody in the circle or square, but they must answer aloud. Mm -hmm. Or I prefer, personally, the pointing, because it has that kind of... Um, <laughs> that there's something semi accusatory. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Salem witch trials that it gets across. Yeah. This, <clears throat> it is them. So, the person who asked the question then sets a certain amount of drink. If the person who has been accused yeah. wishes to find out 
what the question was, which is to find out what exactly they've been singled out as the prime embodiment of. They must drink that amount. If they refuse and they do not have to find out, they don't have to drink, they can turn it down, somebody else in the circle may have it revealed by drinking twice that amount. A classic rule. That's the kind of addendum that you only get through years of someone playing that game and coming up with a genius stroke. And it's the perfect rule because someone is always willing. Normally me. Normally us. (laughs) Because I want everyone to be to come away from this game as hurt as possible. (laughs) (laughs) I want everyone to be on the same page and that page is damage. Because the, the best the best thing about the way that we always pitch this game is that you can describe it in a really upbeat kind of jolly way like oh it's quite funny and then yeah. people are like you know oh, who would you like to kiss in the group it's like, oh yeah it's really funny and so you you set it up as that and everyone's like oh okay yeah yeah that's fine and then you go but what they haven't right, realized okay. is oh. that they've already signed the death sentence <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the scope of the game is something that they have not fully considered so everyone's sat there really happily ready to to play and I, and i'll go my my favorite first question is i'll go oh yeah I'll, I'll ask the first question and you go to the happiest person in the group normally the nicest person in the group yeah and you whisper to them who's the last person in the circle you would invite to your birthday party and suddenly you watch the face drop and they go oh no there's I, a stage i can't of- answer that <laughs> yeah, well but there's a there's a stage of realization in that question because on the face of it it's and sometimes in fact can be fairly innocuous if you're at like a table with a group of friends and then some like tag along people like someone's brought their their partner who you haven't met before then that's an obvious out so that can be fine there can also be like if it's different friendship groups mixing then like i know these people better and i'd have like a small party but if it's a group of people who all know each other equally well then whilst on the face of it any question that has the term birthday party can't be that damning there is the essential underlying yeah. question is just who is the least fun person yeah. to be with? <laughs> who do you <laughs> like the least yeah. yeah and my favorite is um who matters the least because yeah. <laughs> it's just the bleakest <laughs> there's no coming back from being told no. you matter the least or uh the 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 other classic is uh whose whose parents love them the least because it's <laughs> that was me because last time yeah played. because it's not it's not you don't aren't making an accusation directly. You're not saying you like them the least, but it says something yeah. very particular about your person that you <laughs> that they, that people think you would assume. Because the the worst thing as well about the game, if you're a, if you're a weakling, <laughs> as I'm going to call you, <laughs> is that a coward. Is that every now and then, uh, once the question is revealed, people go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see that actually, mate. Yeah. Yeah, you do matter I was, the least. I, w- I would have said you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> it goes from one person's, you know, been put on the spot to uh, to single you out. And then everyone else, yeah. pressure-free, has just piled on. <laughs> yeah, and there's another great thing about it is there's no predicting how people will respond either to their role as question asker. No. Or as the subject, or as just a, a hanger-on. Yeah. Because some people who you would not expect to be quite as brutal as they turn out to be, can be a revelation. Mm. And some people, in fact, most people in that kind of, this is why Nazism was allowed to take over Germany, <laughs> piling on <Yeah>. of horrible <laughs> behaviour just because someone has enabled them. They're the real problem. 
but people have used this to call us uh, cruel, and I don't think that's the case. It's just no, uh, because the game is what you make of it's it. It's a far more exciting like experience than mm. oh, has anyone got a pack of cards? Let's play Ring of Fire. There's nothing. There's yeah. nothing at stake there. No, no one, one gives, gives a, a shit. No, a dirty cup. Oh, it's probably two different beers mixed together with <laughs> a drop of two vodka. Different beers wow. and, and, and you know a bit of Jägermeister. Boo! A bit of dusty skin <laughs> Horrid. Um, it is the. You don't need any equipment. Nope. You don't need any people that you want to be around afterwards. Nope. And in fact, you can ensure that you're never going to see them again. It's a great way to. It's a great way to break up with someone if you if you're that oh, desperate. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Oh yeah, the, I've been, another another favourite question is always. Um, uh-huh. Who's the second prettiest person at the table? <laughs> that is devastating, yeah. It's devastating and intriguing, yeah. though, because it's, um, it asks just as many questions as it answers. Exactly. Uh, literally. And um, it can lead to some unsettling, you know, depending on who's at the table and your relationship to them. The intimacy there can make for some questionable outcomes. Exactly. I've also seen it and this is to kind of swing it onto the other side because yes it can be used as a weapon this game against the weak willed uh tragedies shames of this world mm. to just kind of reveal that to them in a legitimized form but also i've seen people like become much better friends for it there are elements of like truth and honesty that aren't necessarily bad so if it's not like as devastating as you don't matter at all but it's something like you know halfway there then you can start a conversation about it oh why would you think that well actually my parents do love me okay guys (laughs) (laughs) and there can be ones where like you people have revealed unusual like crushes on people that i don't know if they've gone anywhere let's say that they have they've we've started marriages out of paranoia is what i'm saying the scope is so broad that the game is really what you make of it and if you want to have this kind of lovey-dovey upbeat version then that's your mistake yeah but you're right your prerogative oh that was a that was a good little lie there to make it sound like a nicer game (laughs) but fundamentally you don't matter (laughs) it's key to remember but no i would say the ideal setup is to open with some lightweight questions and ease them in just come out of left field with something so cruel that uh no one saw it coming get them hooked and then scarper like a sort of to get like a round in like a like and then come back like a drug dealer give them the good stuff to to get them hooked a taste give them a taste you'd say and then that's it and then uh cut the whole game with some kind of low-grade polystyrene (laughs) dust and you're in the money guys i wanted we should do some kind of paranoia if we ever did like a live recording of these we should do uh i mean we always do a live recording but my point is if we ever did it to like with more people around, that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on something, a very small thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I've I've neglected to segue. Um, that's the end of Paranoia. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about something that occurred to me this week. Um, uh-huh. And it's a very peculiar state of being, uh, which is there are some situations where... You'll be angry no matter what. Okay. And I wanted to know if this is... Paranoia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know if this is a universal thing or whether I maybe need to just seek help or something. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think that you'll know what I mean. I, okay. my, I first came across it a couple of weeks ago 
when I, I went to go see a play at the Royal Court. And it's in, like, Kensington. You know, it's really, you know, very upmarket area. Salubrious. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was wandering around afterwards, and I was quite hungry. And I came to this particular realisation, which is that I hate the commodification of high streets. I hate how it doesn't matter where you are in the country, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, that they've all got the same shops, they're all laid out the same, that everywhere's kind of lost its local charm in that way. Mm -hmm. I really, I don't like that. I think it's a bad thing. However, if I'm in a city and I am more than 300 steps from a McDonald's, I'm fucking furious. (laughs) And I was walking around Kensington. I was like, where there's nothing here i can't afford any of this boutique <laughs> where's, what yeah where's my a McKale burger. <laughs> where's my fucking 199 double cheeseburger 49 double cheeseburger oh, is it only 149 i've been i think I've been so, unless i've been drastically <laughs> underpaying <laughs> sponsor there at that's a shame cast mcdonald's if you'd like to supply but yeah like so any uh, in in that instance like I'm annoyed either way. I'd either be like, "Cool, this is typical." And if everywhere you go, everywhere in London looks exactly yeah. the same. But at the same time, I kind of want that convenience of knowing it's there. The other one, I think, the solution is just having two streets. One of them, <laughs> like in every, I like the American approach where they kind of uh, accept in a postmodernist way the fundamental similarities between the feel of a small town and the feel of another small town in that kind of David Lynch way. Yeah just call it main street like what a great idea that is main street or high street yep and just on that you want mcdonald's about 85 different prets because that seems to be london's thing yep uh and eat probably you'd have to chuck in like something reprehensible like lush because that seems to be all over the place giving people headaches with their noxious soap fumes and then on the other street we'll call it like no, that street would have a, a, a customised name depending on the town. It, it would be like Kensington Boulevard or something fancy. Yeah. On that one, you have your little boutique shops, your cafes with like £3.50 espresso. <laughs> and like a, a rye bread, sourdough, travesty. Right, get on to change dog. Yep. Fuck the bees. Let's go. <laughs> Hashtag fuck the bees. You Let's heard get it on to first. The other, uh, the other example of this that I had... That is one that you'll probably be less familiar with, but you might empathise. Uh, is one mm-hmm. that I have whilst driving, okay. which is if you're driving along and you stop to let someone out, you know, let someone out of a junction, out of their driveway, out of a car park, you know, do your good deed for the month, whatever. Um, once you're following them, they they cannot win. Because either they drive past lots of other people who are looking to kind of come out of turnings and driveways and car parks, and they're driving past them. And I sit there going, "You selfish, not paying it forward. you selfish bastard! I've let you out. Yeah, if it wasn't for this sort of kindness, that you know, you'd still be stuck back in Morrison's." But by the same token, if they stop to let a single fucker out, I'm like, "All right, night of the road." <sighs> Who fucking, fucking Mother Teresa yeah. in this? Some, some of us have got fucking places to be, <laughs> so they can't that win. 
And I do sort of experience that because although I can't drive myself, whenever I'm in the front seat, I feel like a very active passenger. Because, <laughs> you know, my navigation skills are second to none. I'm on the music, I'm on the morale, and I'm on the, I'm quick with a hand gesture out the front window. You're also just a very, the, the windscreen. A very moral driven person, aren't you? Oh, of course, famously. How, you'll have heard that in the paranoia segment before. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the most moral? Well, why even ask? Which one of us is wearing a halo? Everyone's eyes turn to Jesus. <laughs> Which one of us Apostle got Isaac. Jackson? <laughs> yeah, I can I can get on board with that. Um, I also don't like it. They're invariably the wrong speed, aren't they? It oh, might yeah. be someone who's like bombing down. You're like, oh god, gonna get in an accident behind this, in front of this person, behind them. Or they're just going at like grandma speed, which is a, a universal constant of twelve miles per hour. <laughs> In case you're waving wondering. at all the different blades of grass that they drive past. <laughs> oh, there's one dear. That one looks like my first husband's forehead. <laughs> Horrible grandmas. Not my grandma. She's great. Both of them, in fact. Lovely. Lovely. Oh, I've only my met French one, grandma. Got but... in touch to check that we hadn't that specifically. Me and anyone I'd spoken to in the last week, if my French translation was up to scratch, hadn't been affected by the London terrorism. Of <laughs> anyone you spoke to a fortnight ago, fuck them. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Hope they're dead. I'm sorry if anyone you know was affected by that. <laughs> TAS at Shem.City. It was a tragedy, but London will persevere. Look, Declan, we're coming up to 54 minutes, and I think it would be remiss of us to leave our listenership without... A story that I know is hooked oh, the nation. Oh, wow, lovely feature. Something we haven't touched on in a little while. I think go. we can bring it up to the hour mark with uh, a combination of hooked, catching up with Tiffany and mum. Yep. <laughs> and uh, plugs at the end. Yep. So if you've got the app ready to yeah, go. Yeah, I, I have. Where, where, whereabouts were we? There was, uh, it's hard to know at this point. It is difficult to know because fundamentally, as you'll remember, there is no narrative arc or, or indeed plot and tension. When things are dropped, they're not actually dropped. It's just that, that our, our protagonists aren't focusing on them anymore. Because no, I thought, sort of forgot. I thought the baby element was done with. But very recently, nah, Tiffany's not going to. You're not going to mention a random baby twice. <laughs> Tiffany has. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Tiffany's a hack. She has now re-mentioned the random baby in the basement. Fair. Uh, but there's a psycho woman at the door. Yeah, she's covered in blood. Mum's doing her usual. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Mum is still an indeterminate <laughs> distance away from the house. When she comes in, it's going to be like when Gandalf arrives on that hill with a whole army of people just to, to barrel into the story and really save the battle for Helm's Deep. Should we go from mother calling I've, the police? What's the... I've called the police, is that That's the line? That's the line. <laughs> okay, so I think we've got a real... The eternal... Here, but the eternal here it comes. <clears throat> this is Hooked. This is episode 11. Get on board with this. I've called the police. I oh, know that's more exciting than mum normally sounds. Make sure all the doors are locked. OMG. I think she's trying to break into the house. Is she on drugs or something? Her hair is all widened. She's covered in blood. <gasps> I'm about 15 minutes away. <laughs> Mum there with a bit of admin. <laughs> Mum there with a real non sequitur. <laughs> Mum just, uh, just having is, her is own she, chat. Is she on drugs? I'm 15 minutes away. I think what the problem is, is mum's got iMessage turned off and she's not getting any of these. So she's oh, just see, sort yeah. of mum. She's getting <laughs> she's, every few when the Wi-Fi disconnects. She's, she's already Otherwise, used up all those. Yeah, mum's only three texts left. I'm where about 15 minutes away. Where is dad? He's supposed to be here by now. And why aren't you answering your phone? 
I'm in a cab and I can't talk. <laughs> Why? That's a new element. <laughs> yeah. Why did Tiffany think mum was going to arrive in a white car if she's in a cab? I don't know. Maybe the car is the real villain. Ooh. Mm. Something to think about. It's going to be okay, Tiffany. Calm down. Calm down, love. Oh. <laughs> it's only a random baby and a, a drug at the door. I've just seen the next line. <laughs> wow. Okay, get ready for this, listeners. I'll reset it up. It's going to be okay, Tiffany. Calm down. Oh, God. She has a rock. <laughs> a rock. She's a classic of indeterminate size. She has Dwayne the Rock Johnson. She's going to break a window. Mum boldly proclaims here, like some kind of third act army general, announcing yeah. to the alien nation that's set to involve, the windows will hold. <laughs> it would take a lot of force to break them. Such a boring <laughs> It would take a lot of force to break them, this Thomas. This is insane. I wish the police would come. Oh, Mum's become creepy Very. now. Mummy's coming home soon. She'll take care of it, Mum says in the third person. Wait. That could be uh, plot, yeah. or it could not be. She stopped. <gasps> I don't hear anything. Maybe she's leaving. Keep the doors locked. I, I just looked out the front window. I don't see her, but her car is still here. <sighs> How did you know who it was? Who is she, Mum? Someone your father knows. I knew nothing of her until recently. <laughs> until she had this rock. <laughs> I, don't, I hadn't heard head nor tail of the bitch until she rocked up in that little he, white car. Until he told me what car she drives. I, <laughs> I don't understand. What, what aren't you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> what a reply from mum here. Today was a very bad day. <laughs> I think we should leave it there. Yeah, today was a very bad day. I can't, this has been I can't wait episode to find 11. Out quite how. You are hooked, aren't you? We scoffed at the beginning yep. at the very prospect impossible. of being hooked. But it is almost impossible not to be hooked with lines like, they'll break. No, the windows will she hold. Has a they'll take a lot of force. <laughs> this has been episode 11 of That's a Shame. You can find out all our stuff, episode archives and that. You can listen online at shame.city. We've got a contest going at shame.city slash contest. Win yourself T-shirts, drown your sorrows tokens, uh, Overwatch, yeah. that disparate array of nonsense that you might be able to tell we came up within one and a half seconds. On the uh, um, on the email front, uh, a very quick story that having yes. come back from Ireland, we discovered that uh, the home computer's email wasn't working. My dad wasn't getting any, couldn't send or receive. Computer was absolutely fine otherwise, uh -huh. but just wouldn't do anything. So we took it down this week to the uh, to the absolute computer god in uh, in the village, and he uh, looked at it for a day and rang us up and, for a day. Yeah. You make it sound what, like he should meditate <laughs> yeah. in his in his sight line. Well, he he, um, he had it for a day before ringing us uh, the day after and, and saying that it's a uh, it's a very simple problem, which is simply that wanna do where the email address was doesn't exist anymore <laughs> they well, literally fell you can out tell of, from the name that they were never going to last literally fell out of existence the 21st on, on the 1st of june <laughs> wow bless their cotton hearts unlike of course tas at shame.city exactly. where you can email us questions we've had a lovely email in this week that we'll be addressing in the next episode uh questions feedback how long should the show be what's paranoia like for you can you think of a good question 
how's your day going? That sort of stuff. We're on Twitter at That's a Shamecast. Declan, you're on Twitter as what? At Cynical Declan. I'm at Isaac BD. This has been episode 11 of That's a Shame. We'll catch you on the flip side, guys. Have a lovely week. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Necessities of life will come to you.